Good morning and welcome to Seeking Wellness, Our Bodies Explained on WPKN 89.5 FM. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Pierre, your neighborhood naturopathic doctor and public health advocate, bringing you the best of what integrative medicine has to offer. We broadcast from Bridgeport, Connecticut on the fourth Saturday of every month from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Here on Seeking Wellness, we discuss various health topics while clarifying some misconceptions about naturopathic medicine and providing education from a clinical and holistic perspective. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. If you're new to the party, come on in, take off your shoes, and get comfortable. If you've missed any of our past shows, please log on to our website, wpkn.org, to explore our archives and podcasts. Thank you for joining us today on the Seeking Wellness Show. We have a great show lined up for you. The topic is treating the whole person with naturopathic medicine. And our guest is Dr. Katie Fierson. She is a licensed primary care naturopathic doctor and physical therapist. She is licensed here in Connecticut and Arizona. And her practice emphasizes on using gastrointestinal health, working with thyroid disorders, cardiovascular disease, and hypertension, autoimmune conditions, food intolerances, mental and emotional health, anxiety and depression, and adrenal fatigue. Her expertise lies in her using the natural therapies that she's learned to identify and treat causes of inflammation and their role in chronic disease and illness. Her goal is to stimulate the body's own ability to heal with individualized nutrition protocols, food allergy testing, detoxification, environmental medicine, homeopathy, botanical medicine, hydrotherapy, body work, and acupuncture. With over 22 years in healthcare, Dr. Fierson is able to utilize her experience in healthcare and physical therapy, specialty labs and diagnostics, and naturopathic therapies to address the root cause of disease. She is currently on the board of directors of the Naturopathic Medicine Institute and is the chairperson for the education and residency for the Naturopathic Medicine Institute. She is Reiki certified, Watsu trained in aquatic body work, and in her spare time, Dr. Fierson enjoys cooking, hiking, traveling, listening to music, being outdoors, playing the piano, and learning the guitar. Dr. Katie, are you there? Yes, I am, Dr. Pierre. Thank you so much. So, so happy that you've joined us today. I really just want the audience to learn more about you. Um, so please just tell the audience in your own words what you do and why you do it. I am a naturopathic physician. Some people say naturopathic. And <laughs> <laughs> I do what I do because I love to help people. And I've had the wonderful good fortune of seeing incredible miracles happen in front of me with people's health and it keeps me going. It's truly a calling for me to help people. So that is why I'm here and that's what I why I do what I do. And I, I love that you mentioned naturopathic because I also say naturopathic. <laughs> and it's funny to me the differences between who says it natural or natural, but it's all the same thing. Um, it is. I'm starting to realize <laughs> that I should say naturopathic more often because it emphasizes the 
elements of what the profession is. And I think that's where the word actually comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not, I don't know where the naturopathic came from. Maybe it's the East Coast thing. (laughs) I think so. I think it's definitely East versus West because more East Coast people say naturopathic. So So getting started with this, I just wanted to dive right into your own personal story, your health journey, which you're pretty transparent about. Can you just share with the audience about, you know, how you got into natural medicine in the first place? How did you find out about naturopathic medicine? I feel like we all have our stories as naturopathic doctors. So just share that with the audience and, and anything else you'd like them to know about what this journey entailed for you. Sure. I started struggling with my health as a young child. I actually had several symptoms that pointed at endocrine issues. I started putting weight on as a young child. I also had chronic upper respiratory infections all through high school. I also had Lyme disease more than once growing up in Easton, you can't really avoid that in some cases. Hmm. And by the time I got to college, I started having severe pelvic pain with cysts on my ovaries and really struggled. I remember calling my mom hysterically crying because I had this severe pain in the dorm and I was bending over in pain, didn't know what to do. And found out later after going to the emergency room that I had polycystic ovarian syndrome and really didn't get very far with the conventional doctors. They Mm. uh, put me on birth control for a little while, which was sort of the standard of care for that. And my mom was actually the one who said, hey, I heard about naturopathic medicine and there happened to be a doctor in Milford at the time named Dr. Alan Cohen. And I went to see him. And he was the one that originally diagnosed my thyroid issues. And, you know, progressively over time, things started to come to light where I really needed help. Unfortunately, there weren't, there weren't a lot of practitioners that were available to help me. And when I moved to San Diego, I started to become even more involved in alternative medicine practices through my job as a physical therapist and was introduced to lots of different amazing techniques like mindfulness-based stress reduction, um, cardiorespiratory biofeedback, uh, water massage technique called Watsu, all sorts of things that helped people with chronic illness and particularly in that case, chronic pain. And so my professional life, my personal life were just sort of continuing to converge on this path. And I then was introduced to uh, the late Dr. Jim Sensenig here Mm -hmm. in Connecticut through a good friend of mine. Um, One of my dear friends from college named Rose was suffering with cancer at the time and, and had found Dr. Sensenig and introduced me to him. And he encouraged me to go to school. Um, and so wow. that was really how I ended up going to naturopathic medical school. And, and there were personal and professional things that had just really wanted, made me want to pivot in this direction. Um, my personal health journey before naturopathic medical school was that naturopathic medicine helped me. But once I got to medical school, I met some incredible doctors and literally saw my health 
conditions go away. So mm. my thyroid numbers normalized, um, my polycystic ovarian syndrome essentially went away and my periods normalized. Um, I, you know, I lost weight, I felt better all through using naturopathic modalities. And it was really, it was very profound for me. And I've just taken that as such an affirmation that that was where I was supposed to be both personally and professionally. Wow. There is so much in that, that I, I want to get into that I'm going to get into as <laughs> we continue because it's so juicy. But um, I, I first want to just point out a few things. Um, first of all, um, thank you just for just sharing all of that. I think so many people listening can relate in particular. I know you know this. I treat a lot of women who struggle with PCOS and thyroid issues. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with PCOS, um, it is one of the um, largest determining factors for women with infertility. Um, you know, you have irregular periods and insulin resistance and all these other things connected to that. And it, it troubles a lot of women. And just like you stated, so many women are put on birth control, which doesn't really solve the problem. Um, and I, I mean, that's just a lot to talk about right there. And then just your story, that journey that I hear from so many people when they have health issues and they're searching and searching and searching. And luckily for you, you found naturopathic medicine. I, I'm always jealous of people who found it, you know, earlier on because I didn't find out about it until my late twenties. And, um, you know, similar story. I just love when I hear people's stories about how they found it. And just Jim Sensenig, um, you know, rest in peace. He was just an incredible elder in our community, um, had a practice here in Connecticut, did a lot of incredible work helping people and was a mentor to so many people, um, so many doctors I know, and just advancing our profession. Um, so the fact that you were able to cultivate that relationship with him is also just really beautiful to hear. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm just still stuck on all of that you <laughs> shared. How, you know, when you talk about that, how about your, you know, the way that your life converged? And, you know, I want you to kind of speak to that as well. There's this idea that naturopathic medicine, I feel, is not just your career many times. It, it just kind of trails into other parts. It's like all of it becomes interconnected. Could you talk a little bit more about that? You kind of went into that, but even now, how is that a part of your personal life as well? It's a really important thing to point out. I'm glad you brought this up, but my personal opinion is that it's very difficult to be a naturopathic doctor and not have it be part of your personal life. There's not a lot of separation between <laughs> your personal and your professional on many levels. Um, you know, one of the really important things that we learn in naturopathic school is physician heal thyself. And mm -hmm. that personal journey being a healer, you can't, it's like putting your oxygen mask on first. You really have to <laughs> take mm -hmm. care of yourself so that you can be a healer to someone else. And um, the key about naturopathic medicine that is really important in this, con in this conversation is the concept that naturopathic medicine follows natural law. And if you think about the basics of gravity, you know, gravity, if you hold a pen in the air and you let go of it, it's going to fall onto the ground. Our bodies follow similar laws that you either 
see them and believe in them or you don't. And that's where you establish a different paradigm, which essentially is almost like a religion. So you, you have to believe in certain things that the body is going to do in order to actually understand and appreciate and practice naturopathic medicine. And the existence of those beliefs and that philosophy play into your own personal life. And like I said, it's very difficult to separate them out. And my journey is such that it was happening both in my personal life because of my healing journey, as well as my professional life, because I was a physical therapist. And I think the universe really pushed me into that path on purpose to affirm that this was the direction I was supposed to go. Naturopathic medicine is, is really founded and based on a concept that we call vitalism. And vitalism is essentially a, a belief in that concept of the, the force, the natural law called the vital force. It's the driving force in the human body to heal itself. So if you cut your hand and you really do nothing to that cut, eventually that cut is going to stop bleeding because there are factors in the body that will cause the clotting of the blood. And then eventually the skin and the cells will regenerate and they will heal themselves. You may end up with a scar, but that cut eventually will heal. And it all happens in a sense, almost as an automatic process. So mm -hmm. there are forces within the human body that move in the direction of healing and they happen and exist whether we choose to see them or not. And so naturopathic medicine is a, a belief and a paradigm that is facilitating that force, that driving force, that vitalistic force in medicine. And so the treatment that we do is directed at facilitating and encouraging that natural force and following those natural laws. It also recognizes the laws that exist in our world around us and how they interplay with the human body. And putting all of those pieces together really is what we call vitalism. And that is what drives naturopathic practice at its core. So that's essentially what for me connected my personal and my professional is that force and recognizing that force to heal on a personal level and also recognizing my abilities as a healer and putting the two together is sort of how I ended up where I am and doing what I'm doing. Mm. Wow. I appreciate you breaking that down because it is a very important premise in the work that we do um, and why we do it. And uh, for some people who aren't as familiar, um, you know, I, I'd like to say that a concept that people may be more familiar with in Chinese medicine is the qi or qi, depending on how some people pronounce it. Um, but um, I really appreciate you breaking that down because I think one of the biggest differences um, between how naturopathic physicians um, treat and conventional doctors is a belief in that, a very strong belief that the body can heal itself. And, you know, sometimes that's where we may diverge because sometimes in conventional practices, there isn't really as much faith in the body being able to do this. Um, and sometimes that that is 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 where we can we diverge, unfortunately, um, because they're you know the human body is capable 
of healing, but, but <laughs> there's lots of things that you have to do to get back there in the homeostasis, um, which is why it's so important to talk about the vitalistic philosophy. So tell me in, in, in that process, um, you do talk a lot about vitalism and the principles um, that kind of connects to your work that you do with the Naturopathic Medicine Institute. So tell me um, more about that. Sure. Naturopathic Medicine Institute is a nonprofit organization actually started by the late Jim Sensenig and some of his colleagues with the idea that there is so much knowledge that is held by our elder naturopathic physicians and generational knowledge that is really being lost and diluted in the current medical system. And so really bringing that knowledge and access to doctors, future generations of doctors and the public, that is essentially our mission. And initially started really just taking time to put on paper what it's two o'clock. What did we want our new doctors and younger generations to carry forth and not lose? And so putting, you know, pen to paper, creating conferences, creating information that's there for younger doctors and building this community of vitalistic naturopathic physicians. And so I've been involved in the beginning, whether it be planning conferences, helping, you know, develop and put forth curriculum uh, and just really helping to volunteer. And I am fortunate now to be on the board of directors for the organization. And we've seen so much growth and so much traction in the fact that this is just information and knowledge that people really, really want access to. And it's inspiring to see the response that we have to people who attend our conferences and as public, the public becomes more aware of what we do. Um, it seems to really resonate with people and, and what they want. And I think we look at our current healthcare system in many ways. Unfortunately, there are many diseases that are almost perpetuated by the current system that uses a lot of pharmaceuticals and doesn't necessarily address this whole picture of the natural laws that really govern us and how we interact with our environment. Um, so it's, it's really an incredible organization that we are, you know, working on continuing to grow and expand our reach, especially to the public and help people have access to both doctors that can help them and information that will help themselves. Wow. And NMI has really just taken on this life of its own where it's become a global organization as well, correct? We have members as far away as Australia, and it's, it's really incredible. And um, there's also a World Federation of Naturopathic mm -hmm. Medicine, and uh, we've had the good fortune to speak with Iva Lloyd, who is the president of that organization at our last conference and just really got to see how the, so many of the concepts that we're, we're practicing in medicine are, are global and reaching people on a mm -hmm, global level. Mm -hmm. And it's the coolest thing for me, I think, is seeing how the history of medicine factors in. Yes. So many, elements <laughs> of, so many elements of naturopathic medicine are really born out of culture 
cultures that have held these same beliefs in healing systems, whether it's, you mentioned Chinese medicine, which is thousands of years old, mm-hmm. Ayurvedic medicine. Yep. Um, there's elements of water cure that have been used with different baths dating back to the ancient Romans. There's and Native American medicine has mm-hmm. also really held on to some of these same healing principles. And seeing them converge from so many different cultures to me is so profound. And sometimes when I'm working with patients, I even kind of sense that, you know, that there's this deep ancestry of medicine that we're we're perpetuating through naturopathic medicine. And it like it gives me goosebumps because that I feel like is so much of the purpose of what I'm here for and why I do what mm-hmm. I do. And then I know you are like me because we also think that the science and the evidence is important. And we're seeing so much of the current evidence that's coming out, validating and proving things that naturopathic doctors and, and these other cultural healing practices have been doing for centuries. And so there's just so much validation happening now yes. of what we do. <laughs> and it's it's like being on the verge of something super exciting to me. And I, I just love it. I love getting to be a part of that. I, I love that you brought that up. Even the cultural piece, I, I make a joke sometimes that naturopathic medicine is like, gentrified um, (laughs) ancestral (laughs) medicine because um, it really does bring together a lot of different cultures. And I find, um, you know, just, you know, personally, like I I come from an immigrant family and my parents are from Haiti in the Caribbean. And, you know, a lot of, it's not, it was never hard for me to understand what naturopathic medicine was because I grew up with herbs and, you know, I understood uh, about how the body can heal itself and, and how sometimes you don't need a drug. And so it was interesting, kind of like one foot in, in that world and one foot, you know, in American culture with both of my parents also being in the medical field. And I always say that it's very easy for me to see those two worlds connect, um, even though, as you mentioned, it's just now happening and being validated. But all these cultures, Asia, Africa, um, Native American culture, I mean, they all have that in in their their cultural ancestry. And what's interesting about that, because of having those things, I think that's why our medicine is so accessible to so many different people. So, I mean, you just brought up a lot of points there that, you know, I think that's why it's, you know, people are drawn towards this medicine. I agree. And I think it resonates with people on so many levels uh, because it, it makes sense when you when you talk about it, when you think about what we're trying to accomplish for the patients and for the body, it, it makes sense. Now, that doesn't mean it's easy, I will say. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is not. A lot, there's a lot that you know, I ask my patients to do that's really challenging in many ways because it doesn't align with the Western world and our Western lifestyles of, you know, eating junk food and being busy, busy, busy and pushing. And, you know, those things don't align necessarily with help, with health rather. And that creates a little bit of resistance sometimes for patients because they, they theoretically, they hear it and they're like, oh, that sounds great. I want to do that. And then they sit in the chair and I tell them what I ask, want them to do. And, and it's, it's challenging, but I do offer 
a lot more support than you might get from a different type of practitioner because we have to be in there in in the trenches with you and having gone through my own healing experience it, it makes me a better doctor because I know the pain of what I'm asking you to do and I know mm-hmm. the difficulties um, and I know it's all worth it so yeah but here's the thing um I by no means do I ever tell people it's easy but it is practical and mm-hmm. I think in comparison to the alternative of not getting a handle on your health issues is is far worse um, I think sometimes it's really a change of mindset because people believe that oh my God, this will be impossible. But just like you said, that's the purpose of the physician. Literally doctor comes from the Latin word docere, which means teacher. So it's yeah. our job to teach patients how to get to this point, you know, and, and we're coaching them, we're leading them to um, this healing and solution. But yes, a lot of the work is done um, by the patient, which is why I say to people, you know, it's okay to come with gaps. It's okay to come with fears. It's okay to come with uncertainties, but the putting in the work just means being active and um, being transparent about what your struggles are and just trying really. It's not asking people to be perfect, (laughs) which is sometimes I think what people think. I agree with you a hundred percent. And one of the principles of naturopathic medicine that I really love um, is that we are supposed to be applying the least amount of resistance with the greatest effect. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is you don't want to hit the nail just because you have a hammer. So <laughs> you, we have a lot of different tools, but the goal is to find the least common denominators in your health. And that's one of the reasons I do a lot of gastrointestinal work. Mm-hmm because gut health is a common denominator and a common thread for so many chronic inflammatory conditions and so many symptoms that people come in with. So you might come to see me with hypertension and I'm still going to want to treat your gut. And you might want come and see me with skin issues and I'm going to still want to treat your gut. So finding that common denominator and addressing that with the least intervention that's going to guide the body and facilitate that vital force that we were talking about in the direction of healing is really what we're trying to do. So if you do go see, you know, there are some alternative medicine practitioners that have you leave with a shopping bag full of supplements. (laughs) And that's really not the goal. The goal is that you should be doing, you know, the least amount of changes with the greatest impact. Of course, there are certain conditions where that's a little bit more than others, but, you know, holding your hand, being with you step by step, that's one of the reasons I love my job is I'm building those relationships with people and those people really become my family. And and that's why I love what I do. Um, And you you do choose your heart. Like you said, we could certainly stay on the path of chronic illness, which is certainly not easy um, and does cause heartache and despair for people and decrease the quality of your life, or you choose a path that may have some challenges um, and may require some effort, but you start to see the flow because it's all going in the direction of those natural laws. And so there isn't the same kind of resistance on that path that path that you would see on the path of chronic illness. Hmm. 
I um that that brought up some thoughts for me. I when I wanted to talk to you more about your treat treatment base and and just the types of conditions you treat. But before I do that, I have to go back to kind of like the beginning, but not really. You have a previous career in physical therapy, and I really want to know more about how that connected in with naturopathic medicine. Um, you just have this long career, pretty much 20 years in healthcare. Did you always want a career in healthcare? How did, how did naturopathic medicine evolved after having a career in physical therapy? That's a funny story <laughs> because <laughs> the reason why I became a physical therapist has absolutely nothing to do with what I do now. Uh, <laughs> I was a camp counselor. That's really how this all started. I was a camp counselor for children with special needs at Mm. Camp Mahakadoe in Westport, Connecticut. And it was an amazing program. And we got to work one-on-one paired with with one child for a whole camp session. And I just fell in love with these kids and decided that I wanted to work with children who had special needs. So I explored all the careers. My mom was a school social worker. So I looked into that. I looked into school psychology. I looked into being a pediatrician, all kinds of different careers. And two things happened. I think one I dealt with, and we could have a whole conversation about this another way, (laughs) another day, but I don't think I believed that I could have been a pediatrician. Even though I was really smart and had grades and stuff, I still think psychologically, I didn't think I could at the time be a doctor, which is funny because I ended up becoming one. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just (laughs) took me a little while to to actually believe I could do that and wanted to be hands-on with the kids. I didn't want to just sit in a classroom or sit at a desk and being a physical therapist, really, you got to play with children. And that's how I decided to become a physical therapist. Mm. And so I did the school. I went, you know, went to school, did everything to do that. And after I graduated, I started working with kids and also was asked to cover a clinic doing adult orthopedic work. So two years in, totally developed a passion for that, realized I was really good at it, switched gears, started working with adults. And that is the path that led me to that program in San Diego, where I really was heavily trained in the alternative medicine pieces that I was mentioning earlier. And I was introduced to yoga and, like I said, the Watsu, which is the water massage and all these amazing techniques based and rooted in alternative medicine. And that's really kind of, so I continued on as a physical therapist for several years, almost actually about 10 years before I decided to go back to naturopathic school. We have so a similar kind of story a long, in that. Lot, <laughs> a lot of hoops and a lot of zigzags yeah. along the way, for sure. Similar, um, very similar in that because I had a career in public health for about 10 years before I started <laughs> um, with naturopathic medicine. And I think um, what I do love about that, and it's interesting how you speak, that it does help give you the confidence, I think, later on as you're going through your medical studies to be that practitioner. Um, you know, the patient care part is pretty easy after you've already had a career um, mm-hmm. in healthcare and then you um, move into that. That is a, a wonderful story, especially about working with the kids with special needs. Um, which leads me to my next question. Who is your patient base now? And tell me more about the conditions that you treat. You started talking about 
um, GI health, um, gastrointestinal health. So tell me more about the different treatments and, and the people you like to work with. Well, interestingly enough, I do not focus on pediatrics, but I do certainly get to see some children in my practice, which I love. And I really see patients from ages, you know, under one years old, all the way up to 87, 88 years old. So I really love to see all patients throughout different age ranges and different conditions. Um, I do tend to focus on gastrointestinal health, um, certain autoimmune conditions, thyroid issues. Um, Patients come in with all different kinds of concerns and complaints. I also have a a passion for cardiovascular health. Um, It's something that is a family issue for me. So it's something that really it is something I hold dear to my heart to be able to see patients, with the cardiovascular issues get better and get well, mm-hmm. decrease their dependence on medication. Those things are really, really important to me. So I do see a very wide range of conditions. Again, the key focus for me is the sort of the, the pathway that I treat patients with and, and essentially could treat anybody um, if you follow those same natural laws. So that's sort of why I have a wide variety of patients. Um, But I'd say I I tend to do a lot of gastrointestinal health. Um, I also still see some pain patients because I still connect back to some of my old physical therapy patients in the Mm -hmm. area and get referrals for that. It's not a focus of my practice, but because I also do acupuncture in my practice, some of those pain patients find me um, and I'm happy to work with them as well. Again, one of the reasons I went back to school being a physical therapist is because I really felt like my hands were tied. I was Mm. already recognizing the connection between the pain and the inflammation that people were having and their whole system, looking at their, even just hearing them talk about their lifestyles. And I had this wonderful woman who came in with a lot of lot of pain and she was a she was a nurse she was really smart super type a you know on the go all the time and by the time I was finished working with her as a physical therapist I had introduced her to yoga she had cut back her work hours she was doing all kinds of different meditations and really had sort of changed her whole lifestyle And I think that's why her pain got better, not because I gave her a particular exercise and not because she was on a particular pain medication, but because she realized that she couldn't continue in the same path that she was on. And that those kinds of interactions are really what made me, um, what really made me decide that I wanted to do more for my patients. Mm. So when I get to see those patients who have those life transformations. That's what really motivates me and what I get really excited about. Oh my God, that's a wonderful story. If you're just tuning in, I am talking to Dr. Katie Ferrison. Um, You're tuned into Seeking Wellness and this is Dr. Jennifer Pierre. And we were just talking about treating the whole person. And Dr. Katie has been sharing how her journey to finding naturopathic medicine led to a career and how she's helped all these amazing people in Fairfield County and beyond. 
Um, so if you missed anything, I hope you catch this the next time this is going to be broadcast because this is an incredible show and just an incredible feature on a wonderful doctor that is in your area that you can easily see. So tell me more about those treatment modalities. Um, you use hydrotherapy in your practice, um, you know, just some mind-body medicine. So tell me a little bit about hydrotherapy and how and why you use it in your practice. So hydrotherapy is probably my favorite modality. And it's one of many tools that we use in naturopathic medicine. It actually goes back to this concept um, from Henry Linlar, who is one of our the founding naturopathic doctors, who talked about this concept of needing to use all six horses to pull mm -hmm. a wagon. So that's how far back it goes <laughs> and dates. Um, and the idea that we can't just use nutritional supplements and we can't just use homeopathy or just use herbs or just use pharmaceuticals. So you need to treat the patient using several different tools in order to address the whole system. And hydrotherapy essentially using water to bring about a therapeutic effect has dated back to, like I said, the ancient Roman baths. Um, it's been part of, you know, we talked about the ancestral medicine, you know, water therapy or water cure and the curative properties of water have been known and used for a really long time. And so naturopathic medicine uses alternating applications of hot and cold towels to the torso also utilizing an intermittent electrical stimulation to help facilitate drainage through the lymphatic system and detoxification through stimulation of the liver and bile. It also decreases inflammation and helps to stimulate the immune system. So it's an extremely beneficial treatment for both chronic illness and acute illness. And there's variations of it. So even something as simple as taking a hot shower and then at the very end of your shower, turning on cold water for 30 to 60 seconds has a therapeutic benefit to your health. And there are different um, mineral springs that people visit. There's all sorts of historical things people do with water. Um, there's actually a really cool place in Hot Springs, Arkansas, that is called the four dice baths. And there's this whole set of bathhouses from the early 1900s that were in existence and sprung up because of the location of these healing hot springs. Hmm. And, and interestingly enough, one of them was opened in the early 1900s run by our very own federal government. <laughs> wow, it, that that is that's a new one for me. Mm -hmm. I did not know yep. this. <laughs> it was a United States government-run facility that had uh, needle showers and colon hydrotherapy and sauna. Really? Steam, yep, steam boxes, mineral baths. It was run up until the nineteen sixty-two. And it's now uh, on the historic registry and you can go visit it. So it's like a museum now, but there are still hot spring bathhouses in hot spring, Arkansas that you can go to and you can go in the mineral baths and have all these amazing therapeutic benefits. But some of these things that are considered alternative medicine and were not part, not part of conventional medicine now and not recognized as part of 
conventional medicine or the dominant medical paradigm um, were actually part of a government-run facility back in the early 1900s. So in my practice, I use hydrotherapy to facilitate um, healing. So I always say it's sort of like lighting a fire under everything else that we're trying to do. So if you have supplements that you're taking and I give you exercises to do and I tell you to make dietary or nutritional changes, sometimes that vital force in us that we talked about earlier, that chi needs a little stimulation, needs a little kick in the rear to get going. And mm -hmm. hydrotherapy is such a great way to light the fire under your treatment plan. So it pulls it all together. It can kind of accelerate it. Um, and it really can be the difference between someone having the real benefit and seeing the real healing happen and somebody not. And so putting all those pieces together is where hydrotherapy comes into practice. It's, it's one of those elements of treatment that I think is so powerful and so important. And it is an in-office treatment that I do. Takes about an hour. It's extremely relaxing. It's one of my favorite therapies. Um, and then there's also different home versions of it, like I mentioned, that that I teach patients to do as well. I um I love that you still do it because it's very <laughs> old school. And I remember getting treatments when we were in school. Dr. Katie and I actually went to the same school. That's where we she initially did. met. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, as chance would have it, both wound up being Connecticut around the same time um, practicing naturopathic medicine. Um, but one of the things we learned in school was hydrotherapy. And as students, we practiced on each other, but also, um, you know, we're able to get the benefits of this treatment. And I think it's incredible for this time of year, um, especially for cold and flu season, um, because the benefits of, like you said, lighting a fire. I love that. Lighting a fire underneath, uh, you know, the treatment plan is so true. It's so invigorating. And um, really can help um, just get you in a better place, just overall helping to get that homeostasis that we're all looking for. Um, just want to ask you a little bit about, I mean, since we're still under, you know, the veil of the pandemic, how has the pandemic changed your practice style? You talked about the fact that you're still doing um, hydrotherapy, but tell me a bit of, of how you are working with patients now. How have things changed? How have they stayed the same? I think the biggest change, unfortunately, for, for everybody and for the, the public is just the level of stress and anxiety and fear and depression and concern that comes along with the same patient who is coming in for hypertension or for skin issues or for gastrointestinal health and whatever, whatever that concern may be, you know, we're really spending an ample amount of time talking about how life has changed for patients. Um, people have really existing patients really kind of got off track with their, their treatment plans. They've had a hard time sticking with it and staying focused because everyone has just been in kind of survival mode. Um, everything's just been upside down for people. And, and that includes me, you know, in terms of practice, it was a really challenging year to just, keep things together for my patients and for practice. Um, and so I get it. I'm, I'm again, I'm in the trenches with, with everybody, with my patients. And, and we've been working through it together as, 
best we can. So certainly having to introduce telehealth has been different for me. I haven't ever been a telehealth kind of doctor. I'm a hands-on in-person doctor. Um, so that, uh, you know, addressing medicine, addressing concerns over electronics, I think is challenging, especially when you are trying to treat the whole person, that two-dimensional experience just isn't, isn't quite the same. So I've, you know, patients really don't connect the same way in my experience. So figuring out other ways that I can connect with people and reach people and make sure that they stay with it and stay with their treatment plans has been really key. And I've been back in the, I mean, I really never totally left the office. I've always seen some people in my office um, who needed me. So, so being able to maintain that hands-on element, I think throughout the pandemic has been really important Patients need support. They need that physiological support for their stress responses. Um, it's affecting their chronic illnesses. It's creating new acute scenarios for people. Um, and so it's just, it's changed a lot of what I do. But at the same time, everything stayed the same because those same naturopathic guiding principles of healing haven't changed and they don't change. So pandemic or no pandemic, the laws of nature and the laws of healing stay the same. So using the same tools, maybe in a slightly different way to stimulate vitality and stimulate health is always the goal. And so it's funny because it seems like so much has changed yet so much has stayed the same because that is always what drives what I do and the choices that I make for patients. Um, and some people have done, have just thrived because they recognize that it's a time they have to focus on their health. And if, if there's any good that has come from the pandemic, and I think you probably would agree, is people have recognized that now is the time to make the changes in their health that are necessary to stimulate a healthy immune system, to eliminate or improve chronic diseases that are putting them at risk for other things and not just relying on, you know, that sort of adrenaline that pushes us to keep going in our day-to-day -day life because that ultimately is what burns us out and, and makes us less healthy. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> that was a perfect <laughs> way to bring everything together, your journey, your story, what you treat, how you treat, incorporating the principles of naturopathic medicine, and just treating the whole person, which is what I, I am titling this show. It is treating the whole person um, because that is, I think everyone's looking for that, honestly. I don't think that's a naturopathic philosophy alone. I think it's the medicine that everyone's looking for, which is why I do highlight it on this show. I highlight integrative medicine. I don't mince words about my passion for integration and how I feel, you know, as a public health professional, that this is where medicine is going, regardless of whether um, the powers that be are accepting the integration, it's happening. And I'm mm -hmm. so happy to feature a practitioner, a doctor, a healer such as yourself, who is really um, talking the talk, you know, and walking the walk, really incorporating those philosophies into the treatments and and giving patients what they need so thank you so much for being here well, thank you so much for having me it's such an honor and i'm so grateful to have an opportunity to share 
my passion for naturopathic medicine and and hope that you know the more we reach out to people the more people learn about what we do the more people we can help and heal and be ultimately reaching their highest level of self and potential and that's why we do what we do that's why we would do what we do so share with the audience your contact information any social media handles anything you'd like them to know before we wrap up the show Uh, My practice is located in Southport, Connecticut. It's called Coastal Natural Medicine. And my website is www.coastalnaturalmedicine.com. My office phone number is 475-999-2032. And I'm happy to offer 15-minute phone consults with patients to see if it's a good fit and if you have questions about how I do things in my practice. I do have a Facebook account. It's Dr. Katie Fierison. I actually, it's Dr. Kate Fierison, K-A-T-E. Sorry, I have many, many versions of my name when you're a Catherine. Um, so my Facebook is Dr. Kate Fierison and you, you can check out certain information that I post there for my patients and any events or specials that are going on. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's how you find me. Perfect. So. Thank you again for being on the show I'm so happy to have you and for sharing all your information. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Seeking Wellness Show today. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Pierre. You can reach out to me at my website, drjpierre.com, on Instagram at drjpierre, or on Facebook at Dr. Jennifer Pierre. Please be sure to check out the website, wpcan.org, for past shows. And meet us right back here, same time, same place on the fourth Saturday of the month for another informative topic. Enjoy your weekend. And most of all, please stay healthy.